following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello. Good morning. Happy Mother's Day to all the mamas in the room. It is such an honor to see your beautiful faces. Thank you so much for being here with us today. I've got to start off by saying, you drew the short straw today. No, Pastor Rex is not speaking today. And First Lady Patty is not speaking today. My husband Brad is not speaking today. And our associate pastor Philip is not speaking today. This is what you got. <laughs> I really hope it's not too much of a disappointment to see me up here. I know you love me, but please promise me, if you are new here, this is your first time here, you have to come back and hear one of our pastors bring the word. You will not be disappointed, trust me. And everybody can say amen if you know. If you know, you're fed around here and I love it. I count it such a privilege to be up here to share my heart. I want to thank my parents, dad and mom. Thank you so much for this opportunity and this privilege. It is such an honor and I don't take it lightly. I love you both so much. Happy Mother's Day to my mom. There's just none like her. Mama, there's nobody like you. You're amazing and I love you so much and I give you honor today. Happy Mother's Day to all of the moms of a newborn. I want to say you're doing amazing. To all the single moms in the house, I want to say you're my hero. And to all the moms who are a mom and a grandmother, I want to say you're a legend. (laughs) And to all the spiritual moms, to a few or to many, I want to thank you for all of your investment and all that you do to pour into the lives around you. Whether you have children or not, I wanna thank you so much for all that you do. I hope you're being spoiled, not just today, not just this week, but all month long. Fellas, listen up, all month long, all right? You know, Mother's Day is such a happy day for so many, but I can't ignore the fact that it can also be a very difficult day for some people. But what I love about our church is that we take the opportunity to celebrate all women on this day. You know, to me, Mother's Day is a celebration of the beauty of God's creation, the woman. The woman. You know, he put a nurturing, mothering heart and mothering spirit in all women, whether you have children or not. And I love that because we can still contribute to our church and the world around us in such a unique and special way. Way. So, can we just take a time out and take a moment to celebrate all the women in the room? Come on. You're loved. Oh, I love it. And before I get going here, I've got some really big news, y'all. I have been counting down the days to share this news with you. I am so excited to announce this. How many of you can agree with me when the Lord speaks to you, you listen and obey or be miserable? Amen. Well, this happened to me the beginning of this year. We were in our 21 days of prayer and fasting, and God was just nudging my heart. He was just knocking on the door of my heart, wanting 
take another step of faith in ministry. And I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know what that was going to be, but I prayed and prayed about it. And, you know, we've seen God do some incredible things through our Glow Women's Gathering that we do here every fall. If you've been a part of that, I hope it's blessed you and ministered to you. And I hope you're gonna be a part of it this fall as well. But I knew God wanted us to do more. So today, we are launching our very own Christian Life Austin Women's Instagram account. And I am so excited, ladies. I am so excited about this. Our team has been meeting and working to develop content that's gonna just encourage you, minister to you. It's gonna make you smile, make you laugh. And we're talking all things woman. We're talking anywhere from, you know, devotionals and book clubs and powerful scriptures and, you know, funny quotes and funny things that happen to moms or happen to women in general, recipes, lifestyle, tips and tricks. It goes on and on and on, all things women. So if you're on Instagram, I want you right now to get your phone out and I want you to go follow us right here. You'll see it behind me on the screen. Go follow us right now and tag your sisters, tag your friends, tag your girlfriends, your mom, all the women in your life. Because how many of you know on social media there's a lot of junk? And this is gonna be a bright light in a dark world. So please help us get the word out. This is to create community for our church. It's just gonna bless you in such a wonderful way. And if you don't have Instagram, get an account and just follow us. You don't have to follow anybody else. Just follow us, all right? Check in with us and we hope that it does that each and every day for you. So now, I want you to find a woman around you and I want you to say, you look thinner. It's the best compliment ever, ever. If you have your Bibles, I would love for you to turn with me to the book of Luke chapter one. Luke chapter one. And before I begin reading this passage of scripture, I wanna give you some context to what is happening here in Luke chapter one. Zachariah is a priest and he is married to Elizabeth. Now, they don't have children. The Bible tells us she was barren and unable to have children. And now they're in the later years of their life. They're past their childbearing years. So Zachariah, he's doing his priestly duties at the temple and he's working the ship that he was assigned to work. And suddenly, an angel Gabriel appears to Zechariah, and that's where we're gonna pick up our story here in Luke chapter one, verse 12. It says, Zechariah was startled and overwhelmed with fear, but the angel reassured him saying, don't be afraid, Zechariah. God is showing grace to you. For I have come to tell you that your prayer for a child has been answered. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you are to name him John. If you're unfamiliar with the story, they're talking about John, John the Baptist. His birth will bring you so much joy and gladness, and many will rejoice because of him. And he will be one of the great ones in the sight of God. He will drink no wine or strong drink, but he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even while still in his mother's womb. And he will persuade many in Israel to convert and turn back to the Lord their God. He will go before the Lord as a forerunner with the same power and anointing as Elijah the prophet. He will be instrumental in turning the hearts of the fathers in tenderness back to their children and the hearts of the disobedient back to the wisdom of their righteous fathers. He will prepare a united people who are ready for the Lord's appearing. So today I wanna speak on this thought. 
Be the mother of. Be the mother of. Will you bow your heads and pray with me? Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for the women who have made a difference in our lives, who have shaped us, who have loved us, who have been a blessing to our lives. Lord, I pray that you would speak life over us, straight to our hearts, straight to our spirits. God, open our eyes to see you today in a fresh way. Open our hearts, Lord Jesus, to receive your word in a fresh way. God, we thank you for every woman here and joining us online. We give you all the glory. It's in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. How many of you know that much of our life is spent preparing? So much of our life is spent preparing. We wake up in the morning and prepare ourselves for work. And if you have children that are going to school, you wake them up in the morning, you prepare their breakfast, you prepare their lunch, you prepare their backpacks, don't forget the devices. You prepare all the things so that they can go to school and when you get to work, you're preparing for that proposal, you're preparing for that project, that test, that client. And then you get home and you prepare for dinner. And then before you go to bed, you're preparing for the next day, and we do it all over again. And if you're anything like me, you like to be prepared. Do I have fellow? Here we go. Am I by myself up here? You like to be prepared. If I have learned anything about motherhood in the last 10 years in raising my three children, my preparation has been tested. How many mamas can agree with me on this? When I had my kids, they added to the preparation of my life. I am embarrassed to tell you how many times I have pulled out of my driveway only to pull right back in and jump out of my car six more times to go grab something else. And do you have a bag of snacks on hand at all times? Mamas, we're prepared. We are prepared for that. My kids have taught me a new level of preparation. And as we look at the life of John the Baptist in the book of Luke that we just read, that we see that even before his life began, it was prophesied that his life mission would be to prepare the way for the Messiah, to prepare the way for Jesus. And just to give you a little backstory about John the Baptist, John was in the family of Jesus. He and Jesus were cousins. So in fact, John's mother, Elizabeth, she was pregnant with with John the same time Mary, the mother of Jesus, was pregnant with the Messiah. They were family. And the Bible tells us about the encounter that Zechariah, John's father, had with the angel Gabriel. Now, You have to understand, Gabriel is the same angel that also appeared to Mary and said, you are going to carry the Son of God. So Gabriel now appears to Zachariah and tells him, you're going to have a baby and you're going to name him John. Now, Zachariah is confused. He is dumbfounded. Are you kidding me? Don't you know that we're old? Don't you know how old we are? And because of his disbelief, the angel shuts his mouth and he is unable to speak until John is born. The angel prophesied to Zechariah saying that John would be filled with the Spirit of God even while John was in Elizabeth's womb. 
and that he would grow into a young man and he would go out to the wilderness and he would preach a gospel of repentance saying, turn from your sin and be baptized. Thus the name John the Baptist. So John and Jesus, they're family. And as we look at the life of John, we see that John walked out his destiny. The angel said that John would be one of the great ones in the eyes of God. You know what the angel meant by that? That John would be one of the great servant leaders of the almighty God. That John's life is iconic when we look at what servant leadership looks like. So today, on Mother's Day, I guess the real question is, what kind of woman raises this kind of man? What kind of woman raises a servant leader? You know, his mother Elizabeth, she must have been remarkable. She raised a servant leader that would make history. Sometimes when we read the word of God, it's very easy for us to get caught up in the finished product and the end of the story and how did they get there? So today, I wanna look back on our Mother's Day service. I wanna look back at the relationship between a mother and a son and the example that Elizabeth set for her son. So today, the first thing we must understand when we look at this relationship between Elizabeth and her son, John, number one, we have to know that before the miraculous birth, there was miraculous faith. See, Elizabeth and Zachariah were past their childbearing years. How could a miracle take place? The Bible tells us that Elizabeth was able to carry this child in her old age. Why? Because she had faith in God. The Bible says when the promise came to pass, Elizabeth says to God, the Lord has done this for me. You have been faithful. She praises God for his faithfulness. See, if you are faith-filled, you will be faithful. If you believe in your heart what you speak about God is true, then your actions will walk it out. Elizabeth lived a life that was faithful. The scripture doesn't paint a picture of Elizabeth crying at the altar because she was barren. No, she was past that. She was at the point and position in her life where she said, whether the miracle comes to pass or not, I'm still going to show up to the temple to serve the Lord. I'm still going to show up to praise God. And I don't find it a coincidence that Elizabeth's name means God is my promise. Because Elizabeth walked out the meaning of her name daily. God was her promise. Jeremiah 31, 25 says, For I will satisfy the weary soul, and every languishing soul I will replenish. Can I tell you that scripture has become a reality for me in my life. And today, if you're seeking satisfaction and fulfillment in a season of lack or of need, that God will fulfill his promise. He will fulfill his promise and only God can satisfy your soul. You see, miraculous faith is this, miraculous faith is that even though I don't see the miracle coming to pass, I still trust that God is working on my behalf. 
Miraculous faith is even when I don't hear the voice of God right now, I know he is still working on my behalf. And the second thing we need to understand as we look at the relationship between Elizabeth and John is before he was brave, she was brave. You see, before John went into the wilderness and began, he, he and prophesied of the Savior that was to come, his mother was prophesying of the Savior. The word tells us that months after Gabriel appeared to Zechariah, Gabriel now appears to Mary, telling her she is carrying the Son of God. So then Mary goes to her family member's house, Elizabeth. It would be like one of your family members coming over to share the good news. And as soon as Mary walks into Elizabeth's home, Elizabeth hears Mary's voice and immediately Elizabeth is filled with the spirit of God and John begins to leap inside her womb. What a moment for Elizabeth. The Bible says Elizabeth prophesies powerfully to Mary. She declares bravely, blessed are you Mary among women and blessed will be your child. You know, Elizabeth, she's not just brave in this moment with Mary, she's also brave in declaring that her own son, John, that his name will be John. You see, John was not a family name. No one in the family had the name John. And because Zachariah doubted the angel when he appeared to Zachariah, he was not able to speak throughout the entire pregnancy. Now, some of the women in here might be thinking, that's not a bad idea. So as John is born, family and relatives have gathered around Elizabeth and Zechariah, and they all begin to say, oh, his name is Zechariah. He's going to be named after his daddy. It's Zechariah. And boldly and bravely, Elizabeth stands up and says, no, his name is not Zechariah. His name is John. And confused, John so then they all start to go to Zachariah and say, Zachariah, we're so confused. What, what, you tell us. What is his name? You tell us. Mind you, Zachariah cannot speak. So Zachariah gets a writing tablet and he writes, his name is John. And as soon as he's able to communicate, his name is John, immediately his mouth is open and his tongue is set free and he began to speak, praising God. You see, Elizabeth's boldness and braveness brought about her husband's freedom. She wasn't gonna allow anyone to put a label on her son. She wasn't gonna allow anyone else to declare the true identity over her legacy. She boldly declared, I know who my son is, and she spoke it. She spoke it. Mothers, sometimes we need to boldly stand up and declare who our children are called to be. Amen. That they are conquerors. That they are not weak, but they are strengthened by the power of the Holy Spirit. They are strong in the might of the Lord. She spoke it. 
You know, I believe strongly in the power of words and words of affirmation. And years ago, I wanted to speak words of affirmation and, and, and belief in my children. And so every single night, I created this little list of things that we could say so my kids would know their true identity and who they are and who they're called to be and statements that would remind them of that. And so every night and many nights, it was like, come on, kids, let's do it. Let's do it. Here we go. And we would say together, I am a mighty man, woman of God. I am awesome, I am strong, I am brave, I am kind, I am important, I am smart, I am beautiful, I am loved, I'm a Wilkinson. Every single night. Now, that is all well and good. That is all well and good. But in order for my kids to walk out those statements and to know their true identity and their value, I've got to walk that out. I have to live as their mother, knowing that I am a mighty woman of God, that I am strong, that I am brave, that I am kind, that I am important, that I am smart, that I am loved. It takes bravery to walk this out. You know what's brave? Choosing to speak identity over your children, over your spouse, and over the people that you lead at work. You know what's brave? Choosing to pause to pray over your children before they leave your home. God's protection, God's provision. You know what's brave? Choosing to read the word of God instead of the junk the world tries to throw in front of you. You know what's brave? Finding yourself in a prayer closet talking to Jesus about what you should do in your life instead of everybody else. You know what's brave? Lifting holy hands in worship unashamedly to our holy God. And you and I, we are equipped by the power of the Holy Spirit to be brave. You know what's brave? You're brave. You're brave. Elizabeth was brave before John was ever brave. Elizabeth modeled what it meant to walk out a life filled with the Spirit of God. And number three, as we examine the relationship between Elizabeth and her son, John, we must understand before he showed humility, she showed humility. After Elizabeth boldly and bravely prophesied over Mary in verse 42, Luke, uh, Luke 1 and 42, she boldly prophesies over Mary. The very next verse, verse 43 says, why am I so favored that the mother of the Lord shall come to me? You can hear the humility in her words. She is humbled to be a part of God's story. Then John goes out to the wilderness and he's preaching and he's preaching this message of repentance and people are all gathering around John thinking, is he the Messiah? Is he the one the prophet spoke of? Is he the Messiah? But John knew who he was. John knew that he was there to prepare the way for the Messiah. John even said, one more powerful than I will come and I am unfit to untie his shoes. My prayer, God, teach me to serve. In everything I do, help me to walk out servant leadership. God, this is for you. This is all for you. Let me walk humbly as John did. Let me walk humbly as Elizabeth did. You know, how do we introduce Jesus to our kids, to our families, to the world around us? I believe it's through our bravery, and I believe it's through our humility. 
that we would be brave to serve and humble as we lead, and that we would be humble as we serve and brave as we lead. I think you need to walk out both. You know, the bravery and the humility, it starts within our hearts. The outer working is only a reflection of what is taking place on the inside. So the fourth thing we need to understand as we look at this relationship between Elizabeth and her son, John, number four, before he showed sacrifice, she showed sacrifice. You see, Elizabeth had been serving alongside her husband for years. She sacrificed her life to give worship, honor, and glory to her God. And as John watched his parents give their life away sacrificially, then John was able to walk out his purpose. He went to the wilderness. He walked out what his parents first walked out. You see, it starts within our heart. And if our heart is really impacted, then your heart will impact your habits. See, all of us in this place, we have habits. Our habits are formed by the state of our heart. We have this opportunity to cultivate habits that allow us to live a life faithful, full of strength, full of joy, steady, consistent. Habits like seeking the face of God in prayer. Habits like taking the time to be silent. That's a tough one. So we can actually hear God speak to us. Habits like finding yourself in community and being involved in our life groups. Shout out to summer semester coming up here real soon. Being in community. Habits like prioritizing the house of God and not just when I feel like it. No, this is my habit. This is my habit because my habits are actually building my character. Habits like serving God's people in God's house and being on the dream team. What's the dream team? Our volunteers that serve every single week and make this place happen. <laughs> Habits like giving to God so these doors can stay open and the broken can come home and find freedom and fulfillment and hope and joy in the presence of God. Not just giving when I moved emotionally. No, this is my habit. I'm being strategic. I'm putting this in my budget. I'm planning on this. This is my habit. You know, we talk about growth track around here. Growth track is not just some little old class to go to. No, growth track is a big old wide open door for you to start creating habits that will change the atmosphere of your life, change the atmosphere of your home, of your marriage, of your parenting, and change the destiny of your future. Why? Because growth track is a chance for you not to be a spectator any longer, but for you to be a participator. <laughs> to take what you believe in your heart and put it into action. Mothers, how do you raise a man or woman of God? You be a woman of God. How do you teach your children to be brave? You be brave. How do you teach your, teach your children to walk in their purpose? You walk in your purpose and then you show them how to step into theirs. It's the power of example. It's the power of legacy. 
I love Deuteronomy 6 and 5. It says, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them. Where? At church for an hour on Sunday or Wednesday? No. Talk about them when you are at home, when you are on the road, when you are going to bed, and when you are getting up. That's when heart and habits collide. If you're anything like me, you're thinking, okay, Elizabeth, we get it. You're amazing. My goodness, you've set the bar so very high, sister. You're, you're amazing. You know, it's easy to, to look at her and say, I can't help but compare my life to yours. I might get one of those things right, but I'm not sure I get them all right all of the time. We live in an Insta world. We live in a very quick, I want it now, I want it right now. We live in an Insta world. Now, this is not instant. This is a Polaroid camera. And this actually debuted in 1948. I remember as a kid, Polaroid cameras too, being around. Well, that, now they've made a recent comeback and they look a little different. They've even changed the name, but it's a Polaroid. I promise you. I want my daughter to come up actually and help me with something. Come on, girl. So this is my second born. This is Caroline Tate Wilkinson. She is amazing, y'all. Um, she's, a, she's a boss babe. Like this girl is a leader. She, um, Brad nor I can take credit for that. She was just born that way, um, truly. She's so smart. She asks a lot of questions. She's really inquisitive. She asks a lot of questions and she's really inquisitive. And she asks, a, oh, did I mention that? Does she ask a lot of questions? Yes. Yes, God's given me a lot of patience for all the questions. <laughs> so now, now we live in Insta world and now you can get your cell phone out. You can take a picture of something. You can immediately check that picture. Do we need to do five more or 10 more? What is it? Um, we live in Insta world now, but this, this is not instant. So Caroline, I want to take your picture. You look so beautiful today on Mother's Day. I want to have a picture of you. So let me get it all set up. This is her camera, by the way. All right, smile real pretty, okay? Say cheese. Oh, there we go. Okay. Now, for all of you Gen Zers out there, this is called film. <laughs> okay, and as you can see, this is blank, right? You can't see anything. There's nothing, nothing to see, right? Um, Give it some time. I know we just took it. I know that's a weird concept. We just took it, but it's not developed yet. We're going to have to give it some time. We're going to have to give this story some time to develop. It's not ready yet. What I love, if you ever see people with a Polaroid, you can always tell the rookies because they'll get their fingerprints all over it, right? They just start touching, and, and you don't, you don't want to do that, all right? Another thing rookies do, they're going to shake it. You'll see them. And I have learned from professionals that this is not something that's going to help. It's not really going to work for you. It's actually going to damage it. So many times you'll just see it shaking because they think if I shake it, it'll develop faster. Right? If I shake it, 
If I could just get my hands on it and I start shaking it, it'll develop faster because, you know, I really pr- I prayed for this child. I prayed a long, long time for this child. And then fin- finally, God gave me this child. And she's not in the stage that I really want her to be in. I'm ready for her to move and develop. I'm ready for her to grow and get out of this stage. So if I just shake it, maybe it'll develop faster. And this is what we do in life, isn't it? It's amazing. I prayed for that job, but now I'm unhappy with this job. So if you could just hurry up and move along, God, I need your help. I need you. Come on. I got my hands on. I'm shaking it. It'll develop faster. You know, this man that I'm with right now, he may not be Mr. Right, but he's Mr. Right now. So I'm going to just shake it and develop it just a little bit faster. And this is how we are in whatever we're walking through, whether you're a mother or not, we're ready for it to develop. We're ready for the next thing. It's so amazing to me. Here's what you need to remember. It's about every day. It's not about one action that makes you a good mom. It's about everyday actions. You are being developed through everyday actions. You are being developed by the choices that you make every day. You're being developed by every moment of faith, every moment of bravery, every moment of humility, and every moment of sacrifice. It's not one action. It's a process. You can't rush it. It's a lifetime of setting the tone for your family and for your home. I'm not just speaking to the women in the room. This is for everyone. It's a developmental process that you cannot rush. Embrace the process. Go with the process. Will there be dark days? Yes, but dark days don't define you. You're being developed in the dark rooms of life. Life is not an iPhone camera. Life is a Polaroid. Those dark rooms are not fun, but they're necessary. And more is happening in the dark rooms and dark scenes of life that will prepare you for the journey. Trust the process. And see what happens when you take your hands off. When I give her to God and I take my hands off of whatever it is, you fill in the blank. When I take my hands off, get my fingerprints out of it. I stop shaking it to move it along a little quicker. I allow patience and I allow allow God to develop the story. Look what God does. I can't do that. Only God can do that. This looks so good, baby. Thank you for the help. Hang on to that, okay? Can we all stand in this place? The question has been asked, does mothering your children ever stop? Nope. (laughs) Mothers have a unique power to influence their children, no matter how old those children get. I read a story about a man named Phil Keith, the former police chief of Knoxville, Tennessee. He tells of receiving a call from his mother while he was in the middle of a press conference. Keith knew his mother wouldn't call him under those circumstances unless something was seriously wrong. So he excused himself from the press conference to answer the phone. When his mother picked up the phone, she said, Phil Keith, are you chewing gum? He said, um, yes, ma'am. She said, well, it looks awful. Spit it out. So police chief Phil Keefe spit out his gum and returned to finish the press conference. Isn't it amazing the power mothers have over our lives? 
And if you ask mothers, they would say their power is very limited. Women, let me encourage you today. You are doing better than you think. You are stronger than you think. In Christ, you are enough. And what you're doing is significant. Trust the process. You know, your mission field is at your kitchen table. Be the mother of what God has given you. Let me pray over you. Father, thank you. Thank you so very much for every beautiful woman standing in this room and those watching us online. God, I thank you for the power of women and what you, Lord Jesus, have put in each and every one of us, God, a nurturing, mothering heart, God, for others. Lord Jesus, I pray, Lord, that you would strengthen us today, that we would know our value, that we would know our worth in you. God, thank you for the story of Elizabeth. Lord, thank you, Lord Jesus, that we can be encouraged and look to a woman, Lord Jesus, who showed what it meant to be a servant leader. God, I pray that you would touch these women the rest of today, be with them, go with them, protect them, put your hand upon them, God. Let them know that they are mighty, mighty women of God, that they are strong and courageous, they are brave, full of humility and strength. Lord, bring us back on Wednesday to lift your name up. We love you. We thank you for all that you've done. Bless us as we go. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said amen.